You're listening to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I am your host, Danielle. And I'm Jacob. And we're part of Your Future Is Our Business, which is a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students ages 10 to 18 explore careers by connecting them to adults through programs such as college and career expos, career panels, and other work-based learning activities. You're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview and highlight the career journeys of inspirational people in Santa Cruz County. If you've ever thought, hmm, how did they get that job? Or what is that job really like? Then keep on listening. We would like to remind listeners that the views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. Please note that the information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect the career in its entirety. And today we're joined by my good friend, Tony Nunez. Thanks for being here today, Tony. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm honored. Really. Oh, all right. Honored. So are we. Tony is here as the managing editor at the Pajaronian in Watsonville. All right, Tony, can you tell us a little bit about the Pajaronian and exactly what the managing editor does there? Sure. So the Pajaronian, I believe, is was founded in 1868. And that was uh, 1868, 1868. And it was founded as the Pajaronian, I believe the same year that the city was actually uh, established. And so we've been around as long as the city of Watsonville. And that's something that we love to tell people. We also love to tell people that we are a Pulitzer Prize winning newspaper. Really? What? Yeah. What year? I, I can't remember off the top. God, I'm a horrible the year you were hired. Editor. Yeah, the year that I was hired. Well, we went, no, uh, I, can't, I can't remember exactly when. It was definitely around the 50s or 60s around that time. Wow. Yes. And so they, they won uh, the Pulitzer Prize because of news coverage for, I believe at the time, some sort of city official um, was in a gambling ring and they uh, exposed that gambling ring. See, I, like I'm saying, I'm a horrible wow. managing editor. I don't know this about the Pajaronian. I know that uh, I love this paper dearly, and I love the community dearly, and I think that that's what we try to do with that newspaper is we try to be the voice of that community of Watsonville that's a community that has so many different types of people. We we try to be those people's. We try to be their voice. Right. In, I like in, that. In you try community. to be the voice of the people. Definitely. All right. Yeah. Can you tell us now about your background? How did you end up as the managing editor at the Pajaronian? What what inspired you to get into this field of work in the first place? Sure. So I think when I got out of high school, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. And so I stayed home and I went to Cabrillo College out of Watsonville High School. And um, I took just about every general education class I could find in there trying to find something that I really had a passion for. And I was thinking about getting into sports management. And I ended up taking a mass communications class at Cabrillo College with uh, Brad Cava, who I, who is still there and is one of my major mentors. And he taught me that um, you don't need to get into sports management. You don't need to be a coach to stay close to sports. And um, that's what I started to do. I, I made it uh, a goal to become a sports writer, whether that be at a regional paper, at a local paper, at a national paper. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to write about sports. And so um, I worked really hard. You know, it, it was a lot of experience. I got to work and um, side by side with uh, a ton of sports writers from around the county, which are who are all great. Some of some of them who are no longer living in the county, but were huge influences for me um, in those first two three years when I was barely getting into journalism. And um, I got an opportunity to become the uh, the sports editor over at the Pajaronian right when I was about to transfer out from Cabrillo College to San Jose State. 
And at first I was really afraid to, to, to take on such a big responsibility. Yeah. So Um, this is, this is two years out of of high school, two years out of high school. And, um, I just kind of worked my way into getting that opportunity. And, um, I was, how, how, what do you mean you worked your way? Sure. So, I mean, half the job with, with journalism is just getting your work out there and, um, not only getting your work out there, but also getting it read by uh, other editors by um, other writers and 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 building that sort of respect you know in this in this field i think like in a lot of fields if they if other people if your peers see you working extremely hard there's a certain amount of respect that they have for you right and so with this field it's if one sports writer sees a young and -and up-and-coming sports writer or someone else that's trying to get into the field and they see them out in the pouring rain with an umbrella, writing down notes on this, you know, right, you know, trying to, trying to uh, keep track of how many yards this kid rushed for or whatever it is, you know, that sort of stuff, that sort of stuff builds respect. And so that's kind of what I mean in terms of like working myself into there, uh, building relationships with those people so that when that position came open at the Paharonian, the sports editor who was leaving said, hey, we think you would be great for this apply for this. And you might be super green, you know, mm-hmm. a- according to everyone else, but they can work with you. And they really did. That's kind of how I, I got my my foot in the door over at the Paharonian. And I spent, oof, I think, four years, five years there as a sports editor before um, the managing editor moved on earlier this year, um, I believe in March. And then they asked me, hey, um, do you want to interview for this position? And all over again, I was I was pretty dang intimidated. You know, it's uh, it's not something that, that I take lightly. Talk about this jump then. Why were you intimidated? You'd been there for four or five years. Right. So how big of a jump was this? I, I think that um, just, just the subject that you're reporting on is a lot different than reporting on high school sports or junior college sports, oh, even I professional see. stuff like that, right? Like you're, you're dealing with something that doesn't necessarily affects someone's livelihood, right? And so you're, you're working with something that is super light, right? And making that change from sports into news you're dealing with city council. You're dealing with people getting evicted from their houses. You're dealing with the housing one is, is the biggest one right. and, and, and developments and all that sort of stuff. And so you're dealing with a lot of money changing hands in every single story, really. There's not one story that does not involve money in someone's livelihood. And so that's, that's, it's intimidating. At least I feel like it's an, it's an intimidating field to be in, especially if you get something wrong that's you you don't want to get something wrong right but it's 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 always a possibility right so it's it's just a much more dense topic than reporting on sports and so that's why i was i that was one of my reservations is i don't know if i want to have the responsibility and also having a a bigger team to work with in Mm -hmm. terms of having to lead reporters and having to be kind of the face of an entire organization really um you know we we have an owner dan polcrano who's Who's, who's great at, at being a face of an organization, but he's kind of like a couple steps above me. And the Watsonville community sees me as a face of the newspaper. And so that's, that's another, it's an, it's an intimidating thing for sure. And I, I think I'm, I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> so that's so, the position you have now, right? That is the and position. So how many I have years now. have you been in that position? Ooh, it hasn't even been a year yet. I oh, just, really? Yeah, I just recently. So you went from took sports over. editor straight to this position. Yes. Yeah. So did you feel prepared for that at all? I mean, I, I did. Like, I think 
were you were you like the top candidate that they were interviewing for or were like you're interviewing for between a bunch of other people sort of thing yeah so i we had um quite a few candidates that that the company really liked at the time really really qualified candidates and everything like that and so like i said you know i was extremely intimidated about the about the opportunity but i feel like there's so many times in your life where you can let that intimidation just stop you there and say like mm-hmm. oh i'm not ready for it and you also have to be real with yourself and you also have to be honest with yourself about, yes, I'm not ready about this or ready for this opportunity. But I, I think when I, I talked about it with my wife, what do you think about this? You know, this is a completely different change of, of scenery for me and completely different change of, of responsibilities. And I kind of talked myself into it saying, yeah, I, I am ready for this. I feel like over the first two months, I was a little overwhelmed, but I really feel like we've gotten, I say we. Um, not just myself, but our entire staff has really gotten into a good rhythm with each other and everything like that. So it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's but, super cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like what you were saying earlier, I feel as though being an editor of a newspaper, you really get to, and you were, even were talking about this, you really get to know the community super well. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are a good spokesperson for just Wattsville. Yeah, general. I mean, you I know a lot about what's going on, yeah. who lives there, everything like that. Yeah, Jacob can attest to this. Uh, Watsonville is a very small, tight-knit community, even though we have almost the same population of Santa Cruz. I feel like it's a, it's a very, very small, tight-knit community. Um, everybody knows who everybody else is. Um, <laughs> and, you know, news spreads extremely quickly. And, and our job is to, is to find, you know, the truth of that news mm-hmm. and everything like that. I think the the majority of people in Watsonville and the majority of people that have power in Watsonville really want Watsonville to succeed. And I think that everyone's kind of pulling in that same direction. So that's that's good. And I, I think, yeah, I, I love that community. You know, I've, I've, I wasn't born there, but I grew up there. And yeah, I, I just love everything about that community. I really do. Just a reminder for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to What to Be at KSQD 90.7 FM Santa Cruz. I'm Jacob, and I'm joined by my other host, Danielle. We're speaking with Tony Nunez and learning about his career journey to becoming the managing editor at the Pajaronian in Watsonville. One thing you were mentioning earlier is that you are really held accountable in your job. Like It's very important for you to get the truth out there and make sure everything's right and is there anything, I mean, do you have any other experiences of where you maybe got something wrong? Yeah, definitely. I think there's different, there's different, like uh, varying levels of accountability, right? Like there's mm-hmm. small mistakes where you misspell, you you have a typo here or something like that, or maybe you weren't as, as clear with, with that sort of stuff. But uh, the accountability really, for me, I think it, it comes internally, like within within the company and everything like that. But it also, I think the, the largest um, accountability comes from the community, where if like I said, it, it's a tight knit community. It's a small community, and so if you get something wrong, and if you just don't, if you don't do your due diligence to get the story correctly and to get the story that everyone, to get everyone's side of the story and everything like that, the community calls you out on it, and they wow. they know very very it, it, because everyone wants their say, and not everyone you know is is telling the truth. But if you if you work as as hard as you can to get to that truth, to as close to that truth. I think the community really respects that. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's what we've tried to do is we've tried to, you know, I think there's a saying, we're the first draft of history, right? That's mm-hmm. that's our job is to be the first draft of history. Mm-hmm. And then, I like that. You know, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we try to do. And so um, the community is really the biggest entity that holds us accountable. It's not the mm-hmm. city. It's not, it's not government. It's not, 
within house or anything like that. It's a community. The community mm-hmm. really, really keeps us in line. And, and you know, if, if we're slipping up here, slipping up there, which I, I don't think we do very much, but, you know, they really tell us, hey, you, you need to work harder. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's kind of, that's another thing that I love about the community is everyone has a, a responsibility in that community and everyone understands that. And so, I, you know, we try to do our responsibility to the best of our ability. It's, and that's fun for me, for sure. What sort of, I mean, is that really big in the training? Like, I mean, having some sort of like vision statement for what you want the newspaper to be like, what, that, yeah. what kind of goes into that? I mean, it kind of seems like that's a really big value that you have being the editor. And I was wondering if that's really pushed on you from the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you go into every single job with goals, right? And mm-hmm. with, with stuff that you want to accomplish and, and benchmarks and all that stuff. But I, I think I really think that um, I really think that the goal that I've tried to accomplish from from when I took over is to to give the community back its its newspaper, and that's that's kind of like a you know a slogan or whatever mm-hmm. you know you could use that on like the campaign trail or whatever. But I really wanted us to be the voice of the community again, and to really reach out to people and and to and to and to interview them and get their thoughts on almost every single story that we have out there so that we're not just, you know, talking to a city official so that we're not just talking to, you know, or or getting stuff off a press release or anything like mm-hmm. that. You know, we we really really make an effort um of getting the community's voice into every single story and I think mm-hmm. that um that was kind of my mission statement um when I started, but d- definitely I mean when you come into every single job and a job like this where you have such a big responsibility, you know, you have something like an idea in your head of like, this is what I want to work on. And this is what I want to push us to be. Mm. And um, like I said, the first two months were rough, just like any with any new job. But I think, um, you know, we're all kind of on the same page now. And it's it's just been so much fun for sure. Can you talk a little bit more about the education and training that you put yourself through to be ready for where you are today? I'm more curious about hearing I know when you were at Cabrillo, you mm-hmm. worked at the on the Cabrillo paper for a while. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of what kickstarted everything for you, right? Definitely. Yeah. I, like I said, I took, I took that mass communication class and that's kind of just, I think it just falls under like a general education or whatever over there at, at that college. But from that class, I ended up enrolling into, I think they have six or seven journalism classes, at least when I was back then. And I enrolled in every single one of them, I think the next semester. And uh, I just wanted... I I have I have like an addictive personality with these sort of things. Like if I you know if I had set a goal or something like that, you know I want to I want to do my best. Um, I want to give my best effort there and and try to to really 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 see if this is something that I want to do. Um, and so that's what I did. You know I dove in head first, and I was just a writer that first semester that I was there, and then that next semester I took over as a sports editor, and then I think like a semester later, the editor in chief position of that of the Cabrillo Voice, that's a newspaper. I think it's still called the Cabrillo Voice, was open, and I didn't want to do it. And so it's like I said, it's just a lot of responsibility, and I didn't think I was quite ready for it yet. But everyone on that news team kind of pushed, "Hey, you you need to do this. You need to take the reins and everything like that." So I did, um, but. Yeah, I mean those those courses are so essential, you know, because I think anyone could get on a blog or anyone could write for for anything and and claim that they're reporting and and news gathering and everything like that. But it really takes a lot of training to to be able to sift through everything um, and to be able to 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 realize what is news, what isn't news, and that sort of stuff. 
And so those courses are were, were essential to me. I mean, the very first lesson, kind of like uh, the Mr. Miyagi lesson of, you know, just watch how I'm reporting. So you tag along with a seasoned reporter or something like that on a story and, and you kind of just learn like, okay, this is the kind of way that you should talk to the people that you're interviewing. You should set up stuff before. These are the questions that you want to answer. And that sort of stuff is a lot of fun to just peer into someone's profession like that and to learn, you know, bit by bit and piece Mm -hmm. by piece. Like one of the first things that you learn is, you know, you always get everyone's name and you always ask for them to spell out their name because, you know, John could be spelled 50,000 different ways, (laughs) you know. (laughs) I mean, Tony alone could be spelled. I I can think of six different ways that you can spell Tony. Six different ways? Yeah. I'm really? not gonna. I'm not gonna name them off yeah, for you guys no, or anything like that. You don't say I can spell Tony six different ways. And yeah, is that real? That. Come on, you come on. Okay. I know. T O N Y. Okay. T O N I E. There you go. See, there you go. Because a girl, Tony. The possibilities are endless. T O N E Y. Oh man! Wow, we're so skeptical. <laughs> we're only at four, but T O N E E. There you go. Okay, I've never That's seen that. That's Tony, one. maybe. It's Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. You learn all those small little things about the job, and and um, and you learn how to do the job. And yeah, I I don't think that the people who who get online and just start blogging without any sort of schooling or anything like that, and um, and they're able to pick it up so quickly. I, I you know I'm I'm so I'm just impressed. You know because for me I. I struggled to to write anything when I first started, you know, write anything like that's that was publishable at least, you know, is um something that that's fit for for print. And yeah, I I, I wanted to I just wanted to get better. So I, I Are there are there any lessons you learned that you remember specifically which helped you improve your writing and journalism? In the classes? Yeah, in those just classes in, in or just yeah, in general? At, at any moment. Oh man. Um there's just there's so many. I mean, you it's it's really a job where you you do most of your learning out in the field. So you can do all all the preparation, you can learn all these things and you can write as 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 many, you know, practice pieces as you want and and that sort of stuff, but you go out there and you start interviewing people like I'm sure that you guys have um have found out with with doing something like this. You have a set list of questions and then an interview could go completely different or you have an idea of a story of of where it might go. And then you start talking to a person and it goes in a completely different direction. That is, is kind of like the cliche of saying that this job is never, never the same thing every single day. It's always different every mm-hmm. single day, but it really is. And I think that that's the biggest lesson that I learned in the first few months, maybe in the first year that I was doing sports is you go in with an idea of like, okay, I'm going to write this story about this. And then you go there and they tell you about, oh no, the, the real story is over here with this. And you have something else and it might be better. It might be worse. It might be the same or whatever it is, but this job is always evolving. And that's kind of, that's the biggest thing that I've learned from there. Mm -hmm. And one thing you said earlier that I think is really inspirational is just that you weren't good at writing before, before you took all the Cabrillo classes and everything like that. And I think writing is something that's very often people will say, oh, I'm not a writer. I'm not a good writer. I'm terrible Mm -hmm. at writing. And there's no even real idea that you can even improve at something like that. So yeah, that's just really cool that you are a living example of that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a big believer that the most intimidating thing for me in my life is a blank page. I hate <laughs> just staring at a blank page and thinking, what am I going to write? And you, you have all of these you have all these interviews and facts and numbers and all this stuff. And, and in my head, I'm just thinking like, man, this is going to take me hours. 
And then you start writing and you start getting better and better and better at it. And um, it, it becomes something that you really enjoy. Like I, like I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was coming out of, out of high school. And um, I was able to find, you know, some, some really great mentors, you know, Brad Kava being one of them, an, another uh, local guy here. Um, his name's Jim Seamus. He writes for the Santa Cruz Sentinel. He's, he's their, uh, their sports guy over there. Just, in, just incredible people that were like, that didn't see me as competition, but saw me as someone that like, that really respected the job in the field and really wanted to coach me up and, and, and give me pointers. So, you know, forever grateful for those guys for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who are just tuning in you're listening to what to be at ksqd 90.7 fm santa cruz i'm jacob and i'm joined by my other host danielle and we're speaking with tony nunez and learning about his journey to becoming the managing editor at the pajaronian in watsonville we would just like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of natural bridges media or your future is our business Information provided during this program does not necessarily reflect journalism in its entirety. Tony, how would you say your industry has changed since your time in it? Wow, that's a gigantic question. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, we're kind of right in the, in the thick of, I think, the biggest change that we've ever gone through. And uh, not just like in national media, but in the Pahronian in general as well. Yeah, I... I mean, we, when I first started there, well, when I got out of high school, we were still a a daily paper, I believe, or going into my senior year of high school, Pajaronian was still a daily paper. I I can't remember exactly when we went down to a three day a week paper and now we're a weekly paper. And that's all because, you know, um, the internet has, has, has evolved what news writing is and what journalism is and in so many different ways. I mean, just alone, um, you know, newspapers, I'm sure you guys don't want a history lessons, but I'll keep you guys, keep it short is, you know, they used to thrive off of classified listings. And when, um, stuff like Craigslist came, came along, <laughs> just completely took all of those, all of those advertising dollars out of newspapers. And I see. So people wanting to pay to put their ads exactly. in the paper, people, they just don't really do that anymore. They, yeah. The, the people who used to advertise like, Hey, I have a, a car for sale, you know, just individual mm-hmm. stuff like that. Papers used to make tons of money just doing those classified ads and those aren't really in the paper anymore. And so that's, you know, that, that's, that took a lot of funding away. And then also, um, the move to um, to online news. And, you know, in, in the past, people, I, I think, um, paid for the newspaper because it was going to be delivered to them every single morning. And now there's kind of a reluctancy to pay for something that they can just get online and, and they feel al- almost entitled. I don't know if entitled is the right word, but they kind of expect that news should be free mm-hmm. um, online. And, and I agree with that because if we're charging people for news, you know, that it takes a really essential part of our job uh, in, informing the community. It really puts a paywall for the mm-hmm. people who are need to be informed, mm-hmm. you know, for the people who can't afford to buy a newspaper or can't afford to buy a subscription. You know, it's, it's, it's a really tough balance. Like, where do you go from there? You know, so it, yeah, our, our industry is changing drastically. You see a couple of papers around the nation starting to put up donation pages where people just, you know, say, hey, we, we understand that you can't maybe pay for a, you know, $100 subscription per year, but maybe you can kick us down like $5 a month here or like $10 a month here or even a dollar a day here. 
you see papers going to that sort of pay structure. And so, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting time. I think that everyone is trying to find kind of the, their, their niche. And I think that local papers are doing really well. National papers are, you know, iffy. And I think the, the ones that are, that are really getting gutted right now are regional papers. It's, it's really sad to see. Um, stuff like, what do you mean regional papers? Yeah. So regional papers, like papers that cover the entire county. So like mm-hmm. um, the Santa Cruz Sentinel, like the uh, Monterey Herald, uh, all of those really great papers who have in- incredible reporters at them. They're they're getting gutted, it, mm-hmm. you know. Every single, I feel like it's every single month, and it's you know it's because of, of changing times for totally. sure. People trying to you know turn profits mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. So it's it's a completely different industry, and it it'll be really interesting and I think fun, or at least I hope fun to mm-hmm. find out where it goes in in a few years. So yeah, yeah, that's it's a very turbulent time. I think yeah, that's the right word for and it. One thing that I've even noticed, though, I mean, moving back to Santa Cruz since being I was at college at Cal Poly but since coming back I've actually really liked reading the good times mm-hmm. because I feel like it's a very central place where I can learn about the things going on in Santa Cruz and it's free and available everywhere and so that's one thing where I'm like oh it seems like there's hope for print newspaper yes because I my parents used to get the newspaper delivered every day to our house when I was younger and so I like having that but it's just it is very interesting just seeing because it's changing constantly so yeah i think like i want to get my paper delivered i think a lot of people our age when they're older will do that we'll do that and (laughs) that's you see that's that's the funny thing is i think that um for a lot of people believe that uh, that our papers are only for this kind of for the boomer you know older generation everything like that and there that's the generation that only reads a newspaper and that when you know that generation continues to move on and uh generation uh, x or or our generation get to our 40s or 50s or whatever it might be that, you know, we're not going to want to read the paper or anything like that. I don't know if that's true. I think that mm-hmm. it, as you get older, I think you, you want something like a physical copy like that. And I think there's people, you know, in their in their late 20s and early 20s and 30s that like a, pr- a print edition of stuff like that. So it's, like you said, it's, it's a really interesting time. I think that... Um, there's so much doom and gloom out there about about print media right now, but I think that I think there's there's solutions out there, and I think that we just needed some really smart people to find those solutions, just like in any other case. If you were to hire someone to sign up uh, for the Pajaroni to be one of your editors, what characteristics would you be looking for in your hiring candidates? Oof, I, I really think the the biggest characteristics, and I think, uh, or the biggest characteristic, and I think the the reason that I was hired too is you have to have a passion for the community that you're that you're covering. If you just look at it as just you know as just a job, not a responsibility, um, not just in Watsonville but all over the place, you're just not going to go very far in 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 any sort of newspaper thing. You have to care about it just enough so that it doesn't taint where uh, where your story goes or anything like that, so that you stay impartial. But you have to really show a passion for the people that you're covering and the people that you're that you're trying to be the voice for. And um, driven would be nice, you know. <laughs> it's always good to have people who who are um, continuously looking for the next thing, where they get done with the story and they feel like, man, I just poured my heart and soul into this for o- over two weeks, and you know, I made so many phone calls and I talked to so many people, and they're really proud of it. And then they come in the next day and say, okay, what's next? And that's that's huge in our industry because it, it just it never ends. How would you say this career has impacted your life overall? 
it's made me think about my hometown in in a completely different way. I, I think that when I was growing up, um, I only saw the negative parts of my hometown. I um, I was not born here. I was born in Mexico, but I, I came across to the United States and uh, my family decided to stay here when I was about nine years old. And Watsmo is really the only thing that I've known. And that's why I consider it my hometown. When I was growing up, when I was in high school, I mean, um, there was absolutely nothing to do. You would, you know, walk around at, at Target until they closed <laughs> till at 11 and Jacob's laughing because he knows that this is true. <laughs> but, um, and so you would always, I, not you, but I, I would always look at the negatives of of my city. I think that this this job has made me really appreciative of where this community is going and the people that are trying to improve this community, not just for themselves but for everyone else around there. And it's also made me more That's motivated beautiful. for sure. <laughs> yeah. I know it's yeah, I, god. I I could go on for hours, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do, uh, we'd like to have you go on for hours. <laughs> but we can't. So, thank Tear. you Tony for being with us here today. Uh it's been a pleasure. And thank you to all of our K-Squid listeners for tuning in to today's career story with your host, Jacob, and myself, Danielle, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Tony Nunez. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, send us an email at whattobe at ksqd.org. If you enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM K-Squid Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays or stream online at ksqd.org. Thank you for listening.